Hello guys, welcome to the FitFun podcast, the fun radio for your fitness, nourishment and mindset. And I'm here with Felix Fisher, great individual, I think with excellent mindset. And you know, we normally bring you guests from, you know, different fields, a lot psychology, mindset, maybe fitness. And I wanted to bring actually Felix because I found it very fascinating to talk about a group sport and about science. So please help me welcome Felix. Hello, Felix. How are you? Hey, my dear. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the invitation. It's great to be on and um, looking forward for the next minute. Yeah, super exciting. Super exciting having you here. I know we had already discussion before this recording and also last time and I I really like the way you think about life. It just already, you know, and last time we did no video call, but I really, you can hear your, I would say, passion and your enthusiasm, your positivity resonating from your voice. And I think that's very rare. I definitely have, you, have to give you a compliment on that one. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> it's good to, to hear. Yeah, well, I mean, this is for sure probably for your type of role. We're going to get into it in a second. Very important. So if you don't mind, could you tell our listeners, you know, what you do, uh, what keeps you busy, um, you know, who you are? Yeah, so as you already said, my name is Felix Fischer. I am uh, have a PhD in sports science. And also you have a A license as a football coach. And I'm working as a strength and conditioning coach with uh, some under 17 and under 16 teams right now. So it's kind of uh, being a scientist, uh, being a football coach, being a strength, strength and conditioning coach. And that would, that's what makes me busy. That's what, what's really up. So I'm, I'm looking to improve uh, the, the athletes. I'm, I'm trying to help them, to support them, just uh, prepare for the physical, general physical preparation, but also uh, getting back on, on the field when injured or just supporting them to, to work on their weaknesses, to strengthen their strengths. So this is my, my part. Brilliant. I, I like um, the way you mentioned science. And I know from when I was initially looking at your profile, I found it very fascinating because I think going, you know, doing PhD as well itself is a completely different milestone. I, I don't know, maybe you correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of coaches from your field, do they have PhD or is it more your thing that you say, well, I really want to understand, you know, the mechanics and then bring it into that field so that I deliver the best for the athletes? So I don't think it's really that necessary to have a PhD or just to have any qualification. If you have the passion for it and you just go for, for the understanding of it, if you're a lifelong learner. So I don't want to go for any letters behind the name or something. So you can be a great coach just with the experience. I think it's good if you have the theoretical background, that's for sure. And um, even when I specialized with a PhD, it's just a small field. I mean, there's so much more to know, so much more to learn. Right. And I think if, if you're just up for that, if you have this mindset, if you're uh, up to growth, if you're just looking into other fields, you don't even have to have a PhD or a university degree. But I think it's, it's, if you're interested in it, it's great. And it helps you on the way, for sure. 
Um, the reason why I'm talking, ask that because you definitely come across like a person that is super humble. And I think that's, especially with your credentials, I, I can admire that and appreciate it in people. You know, there are lots, loads of people you've probably met, I met, <laughs> that like to show their credentials, that like to show who they are, you know, where they come from. I am this, I'm that, you know, I have accomplished that. But you come across very humble and very genuine. And I think this is, would you say this play a big role in the, you know, developing the athletes um, in a football or in, in the team, the way, you know, they perceive you as a person? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it's, you always says the title and say, I've done this and this and that, but the, the more, what's more important is uh, Michael Boyle said it. I don't know if it was Michael Boyle uh, who brought it up, but people don't care how much you know, unless they know how much you care. So I think that's this is a really important one. The, the players have to buy in for sure. And that's why you have to be authentic. And you should know what you're doing. And it's also good if you are advantageous, if you uh, can, can explain why you're doing it. And therefore it helps for sure. But it's really this empathy, empathy this uh, caring about the players that gets it on. Hmm. Right. Brilliant. And I think just hearing your kids screaming in the back that fits exactly perfectly in, you know, the theme that we have in the last, let's say, you know, well, month and for the next two coming up, the progress versus perfection, because I know that I think people really need to see more of um, progress. And I know we touched based on that a little bit. So how do you, you know, when you work with the athletes and I know we, you just mentioned briefly of maybe people from different backgrounds, different cultures, how do you bring them together and how first, you know, you show them, okay, well, this is the fundamentals you should focus on and this is the progress. Do you have some tools that you try to take people through? Is yeah, your kid coming? <laughs> yeah, he was just showing up. And, uh, that, that's, <laughs> that's the Beautiful. funny thing because you're doing the planning and you say like, okay, the kids in the kindergarten, we can do this podcast and everything works out. You have everything scheduled in. And then suddenly the night's really, really tough and the kid's been uh, cupping mm, and mm. you're not able to bring, bring the kid to the kindergarten. And here we go. So lots of planning in the beginning and then bam. It fits exactly <laughs> in the theme of today. And I, hear, I have some background noise that some neighbors are drilling and you know, it's hot. So, well, it's, it's totally fine. <laughs> Happy to yeah, have you. Yeah, it's on. always like that. <laughs> and, 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 and that's the thing with the, with the planning or the training in general. So you, it's, it's important to, do, to have a plan, to do lots of planning, but it's also important to fix it on the way if something happens that's not supposed to be there. I mean, that's what life is about. I mean, uh, you, you do the planning and something just went wrong. And the same thing here. And if we just said with the athletes, how they buy in, what's the tools for it. Uh, I think the most important thing is being authentic and uh, just practicing what you're preaching, if you want to use this phrase. So really be a role model and uh, just stay on track and really be consistent. And I think that's what also uh, what an athlete is about. Just being consistent, do the work, do the work and uh, trying to fix a couple of things on the way, not try to be perfect, really try to do the progress. And you, you're going to be better if you just keep on doing it, keep being consistent. And that's the most important mm -hmm. thing. I like how you bring authenticity in that as well. So 
that means you probably have to embody what you preach. And I think that means that you had to go through it yourself. At least this is my fundamental truth. Then in order for me to talk about something, I it's not about, like you said, the credentials. It's not about whether I read a book, but whether I'm able to inhale it and say, okay, how does it apply in my life? Is that the way you're trying, I know you mentioned it and I was super excited about is that connecting the heart and the soul. Uh, is this the way, you know, you're trying to bring that to the athletes so they really kind of push themselves a little bit further? I mean, there are two ways to, to do an, to an exercise or just to, to work out or to train. I mean, I don't like the word work out, but it's more the training. And then when you just start to do an exercise, you can be slouchy, you can just avoid, uh, try to avoid being uncomfortable thing but you can really squeeze out everything out of the exercise if you do it wide, right, if you're just going for the right muscle activation and the, the joint right. positioning, and then it gets super hard. And lots of athletes or uh, yeah, young players especially, they're just trying to avoid that stressors uh, situation and doing lots of compensatory patterns, lots of compensation. And I really try to let them feel if you just, doing lots of uh, um, tactile work. If you just get your hands on and say, okay, you should feel this muscle now, see, see the burning, see right. how it helps you. And I think that's mm. really important that the players feel it. And it's also good if you have great coaches that support you and they correct you because sometimes mm. you're just in this small focus. Mm. Uh, but sometimes another coach comes around and say like, hey, did you notice that you've done this, this and that? And suddenly you feel it and say like, yeah, true. So this is really important that you have this, mm. um, that you feel it for yourself and that the players, the athletes feel it for themselves as well. And that's why I'm, I'm or how I'm trying to help and support them, that they just feel it and they feel it that it's really hard to do the exercise, for example, but it's, it gets the most benefit out of it. So I always tell them, squeeze out everything from the exercise. It's this kind of this mm. hard style kettlebell training where you're right. not trying to have it soft and do lots of repetitions it's really like getting a couple of uh, repetitions but really really squeeze everything out of it yeah yeah so i think when you tr it, it's really cool especially for you know people that are maybe coming from football and you train them i, I know that a lot of these athletes need this different type of stamina, different energy, different, um, you know, maybe muscles because they work a lot of their legs. And, but I think also the body, I, I think combining all the, the upper body, making sure that, you know, all the muscles are strengthened. So I think this is really cool um, just to, because I remember when I still trained in the Netherlands, I've seen the football clubs coming in uh, always, you know, and then they were switching from machine to machine. And then probably somebody, your equivalent was saying, hey guys, okay, let's focus on this. Today, we're going to work on that. And I was always thinking, well, why do these guys need to be in the gym? But then when you think about this, it gives you a tremendous advantage, like, because you really, and I probably, because I'm, I used to play football on a very amateur level, but I know now, I think, it, it would be more effective to have all the muscles kind of working alongside and strengthen them, isn't it? Yeah, so it's not about the machines. It's really about this fun uh, functional exercises. They really uh, get everything connected. And um, I have lots of under 17, 16 year old players. They ask me, when do we start with the weights? And I would love to do the free weights, for example. 
but I, I'm not able to start if the fundamentals, they're not working. And uh, most of them, they're just doing this bicep curls because yeah, it looks good and in, in not in the club right now, but they, they're just working for that when, uh. when, when everything's working again. And yeah, they're just doing the pumps, going for the big muscles, the dry movers, but uh, all the stabilizer muscles, they're not working correctly and they're just getting this uh, wrong functional movement patterns on. So they, it's really like they're not able to, to activate the right muscles in the right sequence. Um, crawling was, was in a um, training program yesterday and we just did crawling and it wow. didn't look that good. So they, they really struggled. Um, so it was quite hard for me to, to have them buy in or that they, mm -hmm. they just follow along and they say like, hey, why should we do it? But uh, doing some French presses and biceps curls would have been like, yeah, you. Um, so that was quite interesting to see because they, they struggled with this fundamental exercises which are really important. And uh, the head coach just came up and he said like, okay, I've just looked in some faces of the players and they're really like, what the hell are we doing here? That's what <laughs> they looked and, and they, they really kind of hated it, but that is what helps them the most. And uh, you should just being consistent then stick to the program as I uh, mentioned in the beginning and then it turns out to be much 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 better so in the first time they say ah, why should we do this and I'm lacking hip mobility and I'm lacking kind of upper body uh, stabilizing strength but once they they start to do more and more it gets much better and this is the most important thing So I was listening to you, but somebody came and uh, started playing music under my window. <laughs> so I think it's super cool to focus on the fundamentals. I definitely believe this is very underrated. And I see it with myself now, for example, um, I never believed in yoga, believe it or not. But I, I used to, right. you know, I, I used to do kind of after coming across um, gymnastics, I started uh, incorporating more gymnastics in my in my fitness routine because I felt well I'm buffed and a couple of years ago when I was competing you know I looked great shredded ready well completely different probably well I would be probably one of your clients could be as well uh, and I've done a lot of functional stuff but I hated it because I wanted to do those curls I wanted to do those you know things that I went that I visibly see yeah that's true but I think more important is to stick to the fundamentals and once once you have that on a decent level you can still progress and, and do some more of this stuff that makes you shred it, but it's not about the, uh, the, the, how you look. It's really how you move and how you use your body and how you're able to move your body and the rest will follow. So yeah. this is my thing. That's what I, I tell the, the boys. I mean, I'm, I'm working with uh, uh, under 16 and under 17 mm. year old players. Mm. So it's not mm. about having uh, 10, 15 years of experience. Um, so it's really, I'm, I'm just trying to go back and set the fundamentals uh, when they're competing in the U19 Bundesliga, for example, they uh, should be ready to do some more. But even there, it's not thinking in two or three months. It's really like thinking two or three years. And this is quite hard for, for some young players to think in such a long term for them. Oh, I, you unpacking so many things, but because of the sake of time, I'm not going to get into it. It is so... It's really interesting. I think um, we will probably do a follow-up uh, when you like. Um, so yeah. 
if Felix, I, I just want to get, um, I'm, I'm curious because we touched um, so in, into, you know, working on yourself and doing different things. So I call it a quick three. Um, so maybe you can answer with, you know, sentence or a word. So where, where are you improving right now? You know, what are you working on yourself? Yeah, you, you told me with a yoga that you started. So I think it's just great to go for, for all those exercises, different movements, kind of learning new things. So being a football player for myself, I always have this, uh, yeah, lower or, or how to say this hamstring issues, for example. And I see it in lots of young players. And if right. you're going for the, the toe touch or the active straight leg raise, it's really, really uh, poor. So I'm, I'm still working on this. I mean, I'm sitting on the ground right now and, and doing some floor time, just trying to further improve my hip mobility. I'll have to work on the, on my thoracic spine mobility, all that stuff. And uh, I just don't want to think in, in body regions. I just really want to think more of this all body movement. So I'm trying mm. to feel lighter, freer in my movements and just being uh, yeah, in, 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 a good, in a good mood and in a good body feeling. So that's, that's my aim. I think that's brilliant. I like it, nothing to add. Uh, so what's the hardest thing you have ever done in your opinion? I know this is a tough question, but maybe you, you can think of something. The, the hardest thing to do? Uh, I mean, there, there are lots of things when, when, you're, uh, when you challenge yourself and you think, okay, this really gets me out of my comfort zone. There, there were, a couple of things. I, I can't say there's really one one thing to say this was the hardest. Every every little thing, even mm. uh, yeah, like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, it's not really climbing, it's more hiking. Uh, and then you think like, okay, I want to quit. And, but then you keep on doing. And I think it's lots of ways when you think I mm. want to quit. Um, same thing, it always gets along. Every athlete struggles with it. Well, while doing my PhD, I struggled with it. And then you think, okay, let's just continue. Not say that's the hardest thing, but uh, it's really like, yeah, just keep on pushing yourself and, and mm. going further. There's not a real question for an answer to this question, I think. Um, so I can't say this was my hardest thing. They are but always. I think it's about a mindset and I think you answered it actually. It, it can be some moment in our life where we thought, wow, this was really hard. But I, I think I really get your answer because I think I tend to think in a similar way. Um, and every every new thing challenges you, stretches you and makes you better. So I think there's a brilliant answer. And Kilimanjaro, I've never tried. So PhD, I have never pursued. So <laughs> I can't judge, but I'm, I'm sure these are not really easy things. So... Um, so what is uh, the final question? What is the legacy or something, you know, vision that you have for your life? You know, when you are 100 years old, or maybe 150, hopefully we can live until then. Uh, you know, how do you, you know, what, what have you built? What have you left behind? I think the most, the most important thing is, is uh, family and friends, for sure. And just being on this, uh, being a coach or working with athletes, that should be, yeah, this coach really made me better or really helped me improve or I learned something. Not that I learned everything from that coach, but I learned something. So uh, yeah, he was right. Or maybe yeah, that, that helped me. He was not right every time, but he, he had some good moments and that mm. helped me. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to accomplish. That I really think, okay, uh, maybe I don't 
got it when I was younger, but <laughs> there was still something that helped me now. Brilliant. I like how you answered it because I think it's about friends, family, and then you focusing on, you know, the craft and making, you know, the best out of it. I think this is the best answer, just kind of top three. <laughs> so brilliant. I really, really love the answer. So as we are approaching the end of this little session together, I, I definitely learned a lot myself. I feel just that there is always so much to improve. And, and, and sometimes I think you can go through the motion especially with these athletes and you it's good to see also how you stimulate yourself and what you're working on so where could people connect with you you know when somebody is interested to maybe hear more i know you're in ulm we were talking in germany yeah do you have uh, instagram or something where people could find you actually it would be uh, linkedin that's the best way to, to mm. get a short notice and then we just can chat um, with the phone or with a zoom call whatever it is um, actually, no Insta, never done it. Uh, just had a, an old Facebook account, but it's not on actually. So I'm trying to be more, uh, more kind of digital detox and doing more stuff outside, more playtime with my boy. And um, I think this is more important. But if we really want to get connected, I think it will be LinkedIn. That's the best. Perfect. Way. Perfect. Uh, Felix, brilliant. Thank you so much for making time for, for this little recording today. Really appreciate it. And I learned a lot. And guys, please check Felix out. Definitely connect on LinkedIn. I think it's just sometimes it goes undetected, underrated. People like Felix that actually do the hard work for people and athletes that actually then shine. And we don't see the real power behind, you know, and the mindset that drives these people. And so yeah, I definitely learned a lot. Thanks a lot, Felix. And yeah, I hope we're gonna do this soon again. So stay safe and thank you. Matthias, thanks a lot for the invitation. It's great to be on and uh, yeah, hope to be back on again. Thanks a lot. <laughs> really appreciate day. it. <laughs> All right, have a good day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you garnered enough strength and momentum to get going. Share this episode with three of your friends. Commit to their health growth, just like you're committing to your well-being. Because when we do it together, we win all. So we are looking forward to see you in our next episode. In the meantime, implement everything you heard, because when we implement it, this is when we truly grow. Thanks again, and bring the energy each and every day. And as always, radiate health, defeat diseases and lead a fit life.